Hey, um, so I just realized that I didn't do a whole podcast episode for all of July, which is kind of a bummer. But I don't know, it's just, you know, it's like, is it depression? Is it ADD, ADHD? I don't know, whatever, but I'm sure if I had, like, my laptop and Google pulled up, I can, like, be more accurate (laughs) but I don't know it's like see even just that idea having recording while I have my laptop in front of me will be so much more helpful because I'm always like you can't just record without having notes in front of you or like the laptop you know like you have to have some format like some structure to it like it can't just all be by out of your you know I can't just pull everything out of my ass or like not that I am but like what I mean is I can't just like raw dog it and speak on whatever's on my mind on the top of my mind you know it's like because my mind's all over the place and I feel like most of the time when I'm talking it's like a rough draft you know like I get all of these I throw these ideas out there uh, it's like word vomit and <laughs> and I like need to edit that to get a cohesive or like fluid thought and structure going on and without it it's just chaos and I'm like half the time I'm just like how do people not hate me or it's like I no wonder I don't really have too many friends Or, like, guys get so bored of me easily because I'm just talking and talking and it's like, what is my point, you know? But anyways, uh, my point is I should be recording more often and consistently, you know? But anyways, I've been re-watching Sex and the City and... The other day, my friend suggested that we we rewatch Girls, so we were, and then that inspired me to rewatch Sex and the City because I'm like, I want to continue watching it, but I don't want to do it without her. So I just started rewatching Sex and the City on my own, and it's just crazy because I feel like that show really is iconic, and it's like something of its time and something that need that I think it benefits anyone who watches it because you get all these like perspective and point of views and just like the mentality of back then especially with dating and I mean like the main characters Carrie, Samantha, Charlotte and Miranda they're it's like yes they're the women of, of sex in the city and they're having sex in the city but obviously the whole point is that they're complex humans you know they're not just women they're like complicated human beings and yeah like I think when you want to simplify dating and you want to like separate things on like gender and just the structure and the rules that society has set in place you 
have to kind of you can't look at it any other way you know and it's like that's just how the show is made you know and it's like how do women date how did men date and how are women dating in the city and like I think that kind of just set the tone and I think anyone who like looks at dating or you know serial dating and being in serial monogamous relationships you know being a serial monogamous is what I'm saying aren't like new concepts or like these crazy things that only city people do it happens in small towns or just medium sized towns you know but I think like the beauty of a city is that there's so much diversity and there's so many different people that your options are just mad they're just so there's so many options you know in a city compared to like a small town where your dating pool is gonna be smaller and smaller you know unless you're dating everyone But in a small town, for someone like me, it's harder, you know. Sorry, I'm, like, eating these fruit snacks. Is that what they're called? Well, they're fruit and yogurt snacks. And I don't know, instead of, like, their regular gummy fruit snacks... I love these fruit and yogurt ones. I usually only find like the blueberry. I think, yeah, it's a blueberry flavor, fruit and yogurt. But these are strawberry and like so good. Um, but anyways, like I've just been, like, inspired to talk about what I've observed and my thoughts and comments on Sex in the City, but I kind of just lost the momentum, you know, where it's like, uh, does it really matter? There's so many people talking about Sex in the City nowadays, especially because of the reboot just like that. But I don't know, I do think there's still this negative attitude, especially for men, about Sex and the City. And it's like, that show is for women, or like, those women are ridiculous, or like, you know, women who date like men or have sex like men don't exist. But it's like, it's very much possible, you know, like, anyone is capable of anything, like, You can be promiscuous because you enjoy sex, regardless of your gender. You can be hypersexual. You know, it's like more so what I can relate to is like being hypersexual because of sexual trauma, you know, like sexual trauma causes people to be hypersexual not everyone you know but it happens it can happen and i don't 
thinking out that is limited to gender or sexual orientation and I don't know there's just so many points where like even around the episodes like in the beginning in the earlier seasons where like the whole bisexual stuff comes up where it like carries just like I don't think you know bisexuality is like this thing that actually exists it's like a cop out you know and some of the gr- women agreed to that or like you know it's like you're either gay or straight and you know Samantha is very much like progressive and saying like I don't think it matters I think you know like everyone's just gonna be having sex and it doesn't matter with who it's just about having good sex and that's really it and I'm like you would think we're progressive enough to be at that point but like and it's as so many people I think can agree to that that it's like it's not about who you're having sex with what gender it's about the individual and whether the sex is good or not and so many people I think would agree with that but hold themselves back because of their own like religious family whatever like moral whatever and it's like you're not you're refusing to be progressive because you think it's like supporting some political ideology or like being progressive is like a political thing when it's really not necessarily that it's just like advancing or like evolving as a person and changing for the better is not a political thing and accepting people for who they are is not a political thing it's just like a human thing where it's like you're kind and accepting and empathetic towards others you know because you want to be accepted as well for who you are you know so it's like I there's so I just I keep saying that but there not that there's so many but there are some good points that these women and sex in the city bring up and it's just funny to watch back and think oh this came out in late 90s early 2000s and some of those ideas have some of those like talking points ideas that came about have progressed and then some others not so much you know and it's just like I don't know it's sad I do also do think it's not as structured as much so like where it's not like men versus women but then right now we're in this period where it's like this wave of like conservatism and traditionalism is like um having like a moment because there's people who think like they're scared of change or whatever it is whether it's their own personal stuff or really just being scared of change you know fearful of change whatever um where it's like you want to revert to what you know and what's familiar and that's like gender-based stuff like you know separating men and women and saying that women are from venus men are from mars kind of stuff but really it's not like that we really just need to treat others as human beings and see them for who they are as individuals 
And yeah, sometimes, you know, gender does apply where you can generalize this or that and say, well, women are doing this and men are doing this. But it's like, what? And like, what rules and structures of society are causing people to act this way? You know, where it's like, huh, why do so, why do so many women want to date? Or like, why is it shamed if women sleep around, but men aren't? And it's like, funny, because like, even back then, there's this episode where like, Steve and Miranda are, like, well into, like, whatever's going on with them. I don't know if they're dating or just hooking up at this point. But Miranda's like, I've been with, like, too many people. I'm tired. Like, I'm old, getting older, you know. And I don't know if she's pregnant at this point or if, like, She's just seeing Steve, whatever it is, but um oh yeah, it's I remember now. She just found out that she got chlamydia, but it's like asymptomat asymptomatic. Can SCIs be asymptomatic? Well whatever, she's not showing symptoms, but like she went to her gynecologist and they told her and um She's telling Steve, like, I can't have sex right now until this clears up and you should go get tested too. And he's like, well, I'm only sleeping with you, so it doesn't really matter. And she's like, yeah, because we're just going to be passing it back and forth. And it's good to know if, you you know, if you do have it or not. But anyways, she's just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember how about or how they came about, but, like, they decided to give each other, tell each other their numbers, and Steve was like, yeah, how many people have you been with, and she's like, you really want to know, and she said, like, 40-something, and I was like, oh my god, even back then, like, I never, like, that never struck me or got stuck in my head where I'm like, oh my god, that's such a high number, but it's like, It just seemed reasonable, I guess, you know, because at that point, it's like, she's a 30-something-year-old woman, and it's like, oh, she's, like, been with that many people, and she's lived in New York City for so long now, like, why not, you know, and it's like, um, and then it turns out that Steve had been with so many more people than her, and she assumed that he maybe had been with, like, her first guess was like 10 and he was like it's way like higher than 60 or whatever and it's like it's just you know something I it was just this moment where I'm like oh my god like they're not like shaming each other they're not judging each other they're just having an open conversation and none of them are like Even after Miranda admitted that, like, she had chlamydia. Like, he wasn't freaking out. Like, he wasn't disgusted with her. Like, there was no, like... On her end, she was a little nervous and maybe had some shame. But, like, it wasn't, like, so obvious where she was being melodramatic and, like, crying and saying, like, I'm disgusting. Like, don't look at me. They... These were, like, two healthy reasonable adults 
having like healthy communication, you know. Um, and I don't know. I just like wish it was more so like that. And I guess I'm just like putting it out there because of what I just experienced with my accent being slut shamed you know and I'm just like it's just funny you know cause you look back at the time and it's like you hear everyone is having sex in the 60s because or the late 60s you know because of the summer of free love summer of love whatever when that went on 1969 I think and then the 70s, you know, everyone was having sex with everyone. And then the 80s came along and everyone was still doing that. You know, everyone was doing drugs. Everyone was having sex. But it stopped in the 80s or it slowed down to a degree because of the AIDS epidemic. And as tragic as that was, you know, um, I just think it top, if anything, you know, it taught us to be more responsible and health conscien- conscientious conscious about our sexual activity, you know. But even to this day, it's like we've gone through all these things in the past as a society and then, you know, me being born in the 90s and growing up in the 2000s, 2010s. Like, there's peer pressure to have sex in your early teens and to be sexually experienced. And yeah, like, there's still so much stigma around it where it's like, you're cool if you have sex, but you're also a whore. And if a you don't have sex with a guy, he's not going to stay with you. But then if you do have sex with a guy, you're a whore. And if you have sex with more than one guy, you're super whore. Like, you're too gross, you know? And... Um... Like, just growing up in that and then me being trans and so many guys were, like, sexually repressed or had their own sex, their own shame, you know, and, like, projected it onto me, which, like, confused me because I was trying to be accepting of myself and explore my sexuality or, like, Day and these guys were like so disgusted with themselves and so ashamed because of like society and all these rules that like I was deemed as this thing that they shouldn't be interacting you know they shouldn't be doing this thing with me or they shouldn't be with me and it was hard not to ex- absorb that negative energy you know so obviously it affected me and it's like I get now when people say like don't have sex with people because you're like mixing you're exchanging your energies your auras and they could have like negative energy and or a negative aura that's gonna impact you and that's like too much you know and I think that's true in that way but I just think 
when it comes down to it, aside from all the bullshit, like, you should have sex with people who you are attracted to and who respect you. And it should just be consensual on both ends, you know, like, and that's going in it with good energy and a good vibe, good aura, whatever, and that's really it. If you want to have sex and they want to have sex and you're both attracted to each other, that's really it. Like, whether it's consensual, (laughs) a consensual hookup, you know, friends with benefits type thing, um, when I stand, or you're dating someone and you want to be intimate with someone, it doesn't really matter as long as you're okay with the circumstances and you know what you want to do, and that's really it, and it's just, like, funny because I just wish that I had someone to tell me this back then, you know, and... It would have saved me a lot of time. And, you know, being someone who did watch Sex in the City back in the day, I was too young. And I didn't know half the things they were, like, talking about or doing, necessarily. Like, I got an idea. Because I'd watch rerun episodes here and there. Because I think by the time I got into Sex in the City... It was probably over. Like, when I was aware that Sex in the City existed, maybe, like, the fifth or sixth season might have been on air, but I didn't know. Like, I wasn't watching new episodes. I was just watching whatever reruns were playing. And it wasn't, like, crazy, you know, if one of the adults caught me watching it because, you know, they would think it'd be funny or... Whether they were like, what is this? What are you watching? It's like, every other kid was watching Family Guy in South Park. So, it's like, is Sex in the City scandalous compared to that? Not necessarily. It's like, the same, it's adult content, you know, that sh- should be watched by adults. And that's what Family Guy and, uh, and, and South Park are too, you know, but yeah, so many kids were watching them because they were animated shows, you know. But I don't know, it's like even these other shows have had their own cultural impact and they were not appropriate for kids, you know. But, anyways, it's just funny to think about how Sex in the City has impacted me. In a way where it's like, which one are you? Are you like Carrie? Are you Samantha? Are you Miranda or Charlotte? And I always considered myself to be like a mix of Charlotte and Samantha because it's like Charlotte wanted this fairy tale guy, you know, like a Prince Charming fairy tale wedding, um, kids in a nice apartment. And, you know, that's kind of what I've always wanted. Where it's like, I want a husband and kids. And for it to, like, look perfect. And for us to be happy. But I realize it's just not very realistic. Even when, for most people, per se. Or, like, even when you think there's, like, a family 
or a couple that's picture perfect they're not like everyone has their own problems everyone has their own challenges not that that takes away from them you know being happy or having an actually good healthy relationship but I've also come to learn you know like that's not necessarily what I want like it's appealing and yeah it would be nice to have like a long-term partner and some like stable comforting structure to it but I feel like as a trans person just the way society tries to like place you or accept you and put you in a somewhere along the lines where you fit in trans women are just so hypersexualized and excluded that it's like you the whole point of being a trans woman is that you want to be considered in the women female category but like you're othered constantly or you're like shifted off a little bit to the side and you're never going to be considered you're not like guys are never going to look at you and think like okay that's not that i'm no actually that's wrong let me rephrase this it's not that there isn't guys out there who look at trans women and think i want to settle down with her like i want to have a long-term relationship with her i want to live with her be commit to a trans woman and possibly adopt kids or have kids or whatever i think that's very much possible i just think there's so much stigma where like a lot of guys think well like that's not gonna happen because trans women can't biologically have my kids and a lot of trans women let that get in their way too where it's like well what if this guy already had biological kids with someone prior to you you know and like whoever they dated or were married to before and like you're still very much capable of joining a family and like having a family and like whether you adopt later on or like try to have some biological kid through whatever way possible thanks to science you know like you can very much have that and it's like why care what anyone else thinks why try to fit into whatever rules of society or whatever like community there is around you know because like people are gonna be judgmental regardless and it's just impossible to like live up to the standards or fit in completely and follow all the rules like no one's ever gonna be happy doing that and i hate people who try so hard to follow all these rules but yet or you know judge people for not following those rules but yet they know they're not following the rules they know they're being hypocrites and then these people are the most judgmental about others especially when it comes to like queer and trans people you know it's just so annoying but if they're not targeting queer trans people they're going after women where it's like if a woman doesn't abide to like whatever rules and stuff it's like it's like this never ending thing it's like even you go you can go on any social media platform and find yourself in where someone's like posting like should women do this should men do this like my girlfriend did this my boyfriend did this what do you think am i in the wrong are they in the wrong you know it's like they're constantly trying to like 
let self-doubt and other people's opinions creep into their relationships and like why no like you're whoever you're in a relationship with whoever you're involved with you should work it out within yourselves and not bring in other people and thus it's like your direct irl friends or like if you want to reach out and get a little bit of feedback that's fine because i get that like Sometimes you don't really have anyone or you don't want to bother the people you're in contact with most constantly, you know. But you you still shouldn't dictate how to live your life based on what other people are saying. Unless you really do want advice or opinions of others. But you should always take that you know, into careful consideration because some people might have really great advice and they are like a total stranger, you know, and then there's others who really are not going to be understanding of the situation. They're just going to place harsh judgment and say cruel and mean and unnecessary things. And then all these people are just gonna like argue about it like as we constantly see people arguing online just to argue about something and it's just like this total waste of energy and it's like what the heck is this police officer doing is that another police officer sorry i'm just like sitting in my car parked and like all these people are driving by But yeah, I don't know. It's just... Incredibly... I don't think it has to be as chaotic. You know, I do think a lot of people know what they're doing, are happy with how they go about with dating and connecting to other people. But there are so many people who are so negative and are constantly judging others and then there's like also you know how i can relate to this you feel insecure have this doubt or are unsure so you do look online for like possible solutions or inspiration and it might not be the best you know like i mean it could be but i don't know i don't know I guess, I don't know, who am I not to tell people to, like, search for the answers online? Because that can be very much helpful. Like, I do encourage people to do their own research, like, and explore your sexuality in a safe, consensual way, you know? Like, you don't have to, obviously, if you're uncomfortable doing that, obviously don't, but, like, Men for the longest time have gone about exploring their sexuality and having sex because of sex workers, you know, making it possible for them. And over the years, it's switched to online, you know, or it's like less in person and more online. And there's just always been this demand for sex work to exist. But it's women who face the consequences. It's the sex workers, not just women but like 
it's so different. Like, it's just so unjust and unfair for sex workers to be... To exist even now. It's crazy. It's... Humans are never going to evolve and, like, achieve unity or peace because... Everyone wants to be divided. Like, people say they don't. Or, like, there was a time where, like, politics weren't getting in the way. But it's, like, no. Like, you guys are just choosing to be ignorant. And now it's... We're putting everything up front. Like, if people are choosing not to be friends with others because of political differences when it comes down to, like, this person supports other people being oppressed... Or, like, they are voting for a politician who wants to oppress people. Like, why be mad at this person for not wanting to associate with people who are supporting this shitty politician, you know? Like, why be upset that someone is taking a stance and saying, like, look, I liked our friendship, I thought... I could put it aside where, like, I can't ignore the fact that you support people who want to oppress others, you know, or, like, want to belittle people or, like, disregard them in a way that affects their civil rights, you know? Like, this isn't just about fucking taxes. Like, people are not... <laughs> like, people are being discriminated against. And you're willing to turn your head or your, you know, you're willing to look away because of that. I don't know. It's it's crazy. But anyways, uh, yeah, like sex in the city. Um, what is love, you know, what is sexuality, what is actually having sex in the city, um, it's, at the end of the day, it's, like, whatever you want it to be, it's, like, not, and it's so funny to now, because, like, how I mentioned, there is this wave of, like, conservatism, conservatism and traditionalism, where it's, like, Younger people are not having as much sex as previous generations have, you know. And it's just kind of crazy because I do think... Well, like, people... I listened on a podcast. I forgot which one it was. But they were talking about how, like, younger people aren't having sex. And it's just because people are saying, well... It's because everything's, like, recorded now. You know, people don't want to be recorded. Like, there's so too many consequences when you're being recorded and I'm there is you know but at the same time I do think you know like pornography and sex work is so readily available to us online that like you get to explore your sexuality in this way that's possibly making not the healthiest because like there's still not an open conversation about like educating each other and like having this like sex positive mindset where you're not being judgmental of others or yourself. And just this 
sexual explicit content being all over the place like is creating this chaos and frustration from some people and uncertainty that you know it's kind of like the stigma and self-shame where it's like people are like less likely to engage that because of the sex the stigma and the shame and it's like who really and I think it's you know good on people for especially the younger people for not having sex if they're doing it for the right reasons but like if they're scared and they're giving into like the you know the sheep mentality herd thing like where like oh people who have sex like people who are posting these photos out out there of themselves that are too whatever I don't know I don't know what I'm saying anymore but my point is that people should really look into why younger people having sex and doing their research you know like get the facts yourself not some biased (laughs) fox news article you know like really look at the facts out there you know talk to the youth 